God is with you. Let us pray. Holy and loving divine author, whose questions challenge the powers of this world, teach us to look beyond appearance, to see your leadership emptying itself in cross-stretched arms. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. On April 16th, 1947, Ferdinand Louis Alcindor Jr. was born in New York City. He was the only child of Cora Lillian, a department store checker, and Ferdinand Louis Alcindor Sr., a transit police officer and jazz musician. At birth, the baby weighed 12 pounds, 11 ounces. By eighth grade, he was six foot eight. Eventually, he'd settle in to seven foot one. Alcindor found basketball. He led his high school team on a 71 game winning streak, including two national championships. In college, he led UCLA to three NCAA championships. In 1968, Alcindor converted to Islam and changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He remains the all-time leader in points scored, field goals made, and career wins. Julius Irving and many others consider him the greatest player of all time. He was selected as a U.S. Global Ambassador by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Obama awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Abdul-Jabbar is also a best-selling author, an actor, and a martial artist who trained with Bruce Lee. He is a cultural icon and a living legend. In late May, as protests following the murder of George Floyd and others swept the nation, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an op-ed piece in the LA Times. The title was, Don't Understand the Protests? What you're seeing is people pushed to the edge. In his artic articulate and insightful piece, Kareem responds to white people who saw the protests and thought that folks had gone too far or were hurting the cause of black rights through violence and other social gathering during quarantine. To be sure, there were people whose violence had nothing to do with protecting the lives and rights of black people in the U.S. In Santa Monica, I saw images of people who broke into Patagonia and were looting surfboards. Abdul-Jabbar offered clarity amidst all that chaos. He wrote, What you should see when you see black protesters in the age of Trump and coronavirus 
is people push to the edge, not because they want bars and nail salons open, but because they want to live, to breathe. Kareem was responding to a question that weighed heavily in that unique cultural moment. What gives the protesters the right to do what they are doing? By what authority are they protesting? The very question the chief priests and elders asked Jesus in the gospel today. Jesus and his disciples are in a moment much like the George Floyd protests. A lot has happened since we left off Matthew last week. Jesus has entered Jerusalem, a triumphal entry, and the cleansing of the temple has already happened. Jesus has gone into the center of power and completely upended the tables on which they stand, flipped the tables over, chased the money changers out of the temple with a whip. He made a mess. People in charge come to Jesus and essentially ask, who do you think you are? What gives you the right by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? The powers that be always have and always will balk at cultural uprising, at change. From a position of power or comfort, upheaval looks like terror, chaos, and trouble from the position of those who are hurt, from the position of justice and equality, it looks like change, like hope. Jesus was and is the embodied hope, the embodiment of change that overcomes everything, even death in pursuit of life in abundance. Jesus was not a rabbi, he was not a trained religious professional. He had no degree or status. He was a small town nobody who took it on himself to reform the center of religious life in ancient Israel. It would be like marching into St. Peter's and the Vatican and kicking out the guards. People would think you were a lunatic. So Jesus seems sketchy to the leaders of Jerusalem. But the authority of God is not the same as the authority of the world. Now, I want to be careful here. Not everyone that says they are from God is from God. There are plenty of other sources of action. There are plenty of other sources of intent. But in my experience, there are also brilliant moments in which an unexpected light breaks through our notions of authority and enlightens us all like a brilliant young basketball star whose skyhook still seems revolutionary and genius, or like a moment when America awakens momentarily to the suffering of our black sisters and brothers. In that op-ed piece, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote, racism in America is like dust in the air. It seems invisible, even if you're choking on it, until you let the sun in. Then you see it 
everywhere. Such is divine revelation. Sometimes it comes to those in positions of authority, but more often it comes from unexpected places, like a girl in Sweden who refuses to go to school because of global inaction around climate change, or another girl who speaks up for education and rights of girls and women, even when religious authorities gun her down. The authority of God shows up in unexpected ways with unexpected people, and so it will always be. I wrote this sermon early last week, and I wonder if it might seem distant to current events. And then this week, a grand jury in Louisville chose not to indict two officers who shot Breonna Taylor six times in her home in the middle of the night. It is incomprehensible to me. As I watched the protests unfolding across the nation, I thought about the authority of the authorities. Isn't it interesting that we call the police the authorities? Who gives them the authority that they have? Is it us? Or is it the powers that be? How are we giving power to people who do not deserve it? How can we change that power? Could we at least take away the bullets and the guns? Is there no other way to express authority and safety? Over the past four years, I've given a lot of my energy to fretting over politics and politicians in power. By doing so, I've given those people authority over me. But that authority is not theirs to take. That authority belongs to God. The reality is that God guides my life and guides how I live, at least when I am not giving my time, energy, and will over to those who do not deserve it. By displacing my hopes and fears elsewhere, I turn away from the authority of love eternal. But I'm here now, today, to redirect my compass back to the true north, back to the eternal, back to the truth of God which leads us all back into community, into connection, where we see that injustice against any is an infection against us all. God, the author of us all, is guiding us with the authority of love. Amen.
the mustard seed this week is to reflect on the life and death of Brianna Taylor. Pray for her family and pray that we may have some kind of change to prevent this senseless murder from happening ever, ever again. Pray for change in the life and legacy of Brianna Taylor. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray this week for UCSB. We pray for our beloved saxophonist Dennis, who's having some health issues. We pray for all the students who are either returning or trying to figure out what their lives are going to look like in this next quarter. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, 